The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning once again. Happy Saturday morning. And it is a barn burner of a show that we have for you today. We're going to talk about some uh, interesting uh, rental listings in the Toronto area. We're also going to talk about um, what is happening in the market, uh, a very disturbing story in the city to get to today. I want to remind you that if you want to sell your house as this market is heating up or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team at 905 905- 575-7700 online at robgolfi.com that's rob g o l f i.com you can also check them out on TikTok and Facebook Instagram threads and X and uh, we'll start with what is happening in the market because I know things are heating up we talked about this on the previous couple of shows what is going on yeah, things are moving. Inventory's still a little bit lower, but people are are definitely coming back to the market and, and looking at, uh, at at houses. And I mean, be, they're being very selective. Um, but it, uh, I was just looking in the Hamilton area, and not I didn't include uh, Niagara or uh, or Burlington, but I just I just wanted to see uh, unit sales. Uh, like if we're talking about uh, the first uh, six weeks of uh of the year where we're, the unit sales are up five percent from last year so things are moving along um and i think it's going to just keep growing because inventory is lower and if there was more inventory i think the sales would be a lot greater than five percent probably closer to maybe eight to ten percent so things are moving and um you know we're busy and uh, people are very uh very selective though very very cautious and selective which is good and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's moving, it's moving along. So if you're looking at selling, um, you, if you got a beautiful house and you're taking care of it and, uh, and it's immaculate, you will definitely, uh, have no problem selling it. And if it's in rough shape, uh, you may get a lot of people in there before somebody submits an offer, or you may have to reduce the price on that house. And this is something you were predicting, you know, months ago, you, you were looking at this yeah. spring market and saying, you know what, it's going to be a lot busier than what we had in the last number of months. Yeah, no, absolutely. Every, every year I always say that, you know, February, March is the, is the time to get your house on the market and it did take a year. So for instance, like, even if it's a bad like economy and, and the housing and the interest rates, it doesn't matter. Those months are good. So, I mean, I've seen months in the past, like years in the past where, uh, you know, housing market is fantastic in February, March, and people are getting great money for their house. And, but, but it continues throughout the year and it keeps uh, going up in price throughout the year that, and you don't know that's going to happen. But all, but the one thing I do know is that if you're going to sell, and there's a lot of buyers out at, at this time of the year right now. And, uh, and then I think towards the middle to the end of this year, I think things will even get a little busier, but cautiously busier, uh, just because, you know, they're predicting with a, maybe an interest rate uh, drop, uh, who knows how much it is, but it, it, it is a sign of confidence that things are going to turn around. And I, and I, they just announced that the uh, inflation, uh, I guess, was uh, uh, down or something like that. I, didn't, yeah. I, I don't two, have that number point, in front of me. 2.9% in January, and that was down from 34 in December. 
which is good. Which, yeah. um, so, so, so that, uh, that'll help quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, things are moving in the right direction. Usually, usually, um, when, uh, things are tough, it, 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 you know, there's always a cycle. Sometimes you don't know how long, I think we went through that cycle, the, you know, last year mm-hmm. and, uh, now we're on a positive, uh, and on the up, upswing. And some people think it still has to come down. Um, I don't see that happening. I think, uh, the brunt of it was at the end of last year and, uh, now things are just slowly coming back up and we're still up from 2020. Like, I mean, like if you erased, uh, uh, two and a half years, the last two and a, uh, two and a half years, um, we're still up. So we just, you know, we had that COVID interest rate, all that kind of stuff that kind of messed things up for everybody, hmm. you know, high, you know, with the low interest rates and then, and then now climbing at the level that it's at now, we wouldn't have the issues. And uh, we were just, uh, interviewing uh, somebody to, to work at our office and, uh, and we're going, uh, so, you know, why are you, you know, looking at coming back to work? And she was saying, I got a $6,000 a month mortgage and I need to have, uh, I need to get a job. I need to help pay for this mortgage that, uh, are because of our interest rate. It's sad, but you know, but a lot of people are in that, in that shoes. There are a lot of people. So, so everybody's got to cut back on, uh, buying things that they don't need and uh, maybe get another job just to help pay for the bills until uh, see what interest rates will go in the next uh, year or so. So you said there's a lot more buyers in the market right now. And you also mentioned that there is still a shortage of inventory. How is that impacting the price point right now? Um, it, it, it's keeping it solid. Like, uh, like there, there are sometimes in some cases, some multiple offers, but, but they're not jumping like multiple offers like uh, 50 to a hundred thousand. Uh, they may go maybe 10,000, 20,000 over asking just depends on the price on the price point of the house. And, uh, but people are, are very cautious, but, uh, yeah, no, things are, things are moving along. We actually listed a, a property, uh, in St. Catharines. Uh, it needed a lot of work. There's no doubt about it. It just, uh, somebody has got to go in there and put some money into it. And it was listed at 350,000 and, uh, it, we did get a couple offers on it. It sold for 10,000 over asking. I mean, 350,000, you don't hear that too much, but the house does need work. And, uh, but yeah, that went fairly, fairly quick, fairly quick. Now, if we listed that at 400, chances are we'd be still sitting on it and, uh, people would look at it, want come and go, come and go out of it. But now there's an opportunity there for someone to buy a house at a good price, uh, maybe do a mortgage home improvement program when they go to the mortgage company, say, listen, we're going to put 50,000 or 80,000 into the house and they'll give them a mortgage. Uh, they'll add that to the mortgage and they'll be able to have a newer, uh, you know, newer things in the house and, uh, not have to pay, uh, like pay those upgrades separately on top after they, uh, put their down payment and, uh, and, and purchase the property. We also have a, uh, a really sad slash disturbing story of a home that sold on Frederick Avenue. Tell us about it. Yeah. So this property um, sold during the height of the uh, the boom. And it, it is, it, it's sad that they, they paid a lot of money. I think they paid 135000 or more. Uh, uh, almost like It's almost like 200. They paid 500, paid 635 thousand for it and they the house was a mat it was was good it was I, i'm not sure if it was renovated before whatever it was um they people bought it they they paid a premium for it because they were in competition and they, it got rat infested now did they have this problem before 
did they, they, did they have this pro like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so I know those people are going after the, uh, sellers of the house to say, Hey, you did, you, you did not disclose that this was a rat infested house. Now this house did not look like it was rat infested. I sent you the pictures of the actual listing mm-hmm. and, uh, it didn't look like it looked like a normal, any other house that you would see that's for sale and everything. But then I sent you the pictures after and, it, and they, they just ripped this house apart. Now, um, I mean, this house needs to be burned down, really. There's no, I don't even know if you can fix this house. It, it just, it needs to be burned down. But um, I, I feel sad for these people because they're first-time buyers. Uh, they bought this house, and now they've got a nightmare on their hands with uh, this, th- these rat infested. Now, them suing the sellers of the house could be a little bit of a problem because, one, maybe the sellers didn't disclose that there was, uh, you know, they, you have to have uh, a pest control to manage these uh, rats to make sure they stay away from the house. You know, maybe they, that should have been disclosed. Um, but the lawyers will, will defend it based and say, hey, you didn't take good measures in trying to prevent this. Like if you saw one or two rats, you would call a pest control and, and try to stop it instead of waiting till they... They uh, basically invaded the house completely, and and it was out of control. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is pest control can't even help them now. It's wow. it's beyond beyond uh, control and beyond re- beyond repair. So I, I really feel sorry for these people, um, and uh, um, it, it it is a nightmare that uh, nobody wants, especially if it's your first time uh, you're a first time buyer buying a house. Um, there, there are areas in Hamilton that, you know, there is, uh, you know, uh, rats and, uh, that are, you know, dominant in certain areas and you got to find that out. And that's why it's always good to knock on neighbor's doors, you know, ask the questions, you know, before you, you buy the house, are there any issues here? Are there anything like that? And, uh, hopefully, you know, they'll say, Hey, we do have rats in the neighborhood, but they stay away as long as you do this or do that. But, um, but, but you know what? Nobody knows, right? You get you, me. I see a one mouse. I go, <laughs> I get, I get freaked out. I'm like, I'm calling pest control. I, there's, if there's one, there's another ten behind it someplace else. So, so I get, I get, uh, I'll, I'll call uh, pest control, and that's how you control it. You got it. That you can't just let it go. And so, if you have any, any kind of uh, uh, animal like rats or mice in your house, take care of it right away. Don't just wait till it's, it's out of control, and then. And then, and then it, pest control can't do anything about it after. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little example. Uh, we had a, and this is probably about four or five, maybe six years ago. We had a rat in our garage and I only found that out because, you know, each and every garbage day I would have my garbage bag in the garage and I would, I would, you know, come to the, the bag and it would have a hole in it and, you know, some of the trash and, you know, maybe some chicken wing bones were in there. And I thought, okay, that's like <laughs> something's getting in there. And so I put the garbage bag in the blue box and then put another blue box on top of a recycling bin on top of the garbage to kind of protect the garbage bag. Lo and behold, this rat chewed through the recycling bin to get to the garbage. And this is how much damage. Yeah, this is how how much damage they can do. So ultimately, I ended up calling a pest control person and 
really within a couple of weeks, the rat was, you know, done like dinner. Uh, not to get too graphic, but it was the end of the road. And, <laughs> and uh, hopefully it didn't tell all its fr- any of its friends. And certainly it didn't because I haven't seen one since. So yeah, you really, and, and that was in a garage where it's in a, you know, confined space. No one's living in there. This is someone's home with multiple individuals. And it has certainly has a big impact on it. But I do, I do have one more question regarding this particular home and what they've gone through but we'll do that on the other side of the break and it has to go it has to do with the go forward plan or the go forward value of this home we'll get to that next don't forget if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home call the number one remax team in canada the golfie team 905-575-7700 find them online at robgolfie.com that's rob g-o-l-f-i.com more of the golfie real estate show hamilton edition next on 900 chml you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 chml welcome back this is the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml rick samprin with rob golfy sales representative remax escarpment realty the golfy team call them today 905 905- 575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. You'll be contacting the number one Remax team in the nation. If you want to sell your house or in the market to buy a home, the Golfi team will help you along with their massive marketing system to get your home sold for top dollar. They're dominating the social media game here in the city. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, X, Threads, you name the social media platform. They're all over it with the biggest and best listings in town. To get your home listed, contact the Golfi team. And you can also go online to golfiehomevalue.com for an instant home estimate. That website again, golfiehomevalue.com. Before the break, we were talking about rats in this home on Frederick Avenue. It was listed, I think it was listed for four fifty five and sold for six thirty five hundred eighty thousand over asking, which is, you know, for that neck of the woods, for that kind of home, that's that's a really good uh, price escalation and really, you know, screams to the busyness of the market. But now that the rats have gone in, now this family is kind of thinking, oh, what are we going to do? Can we get rid of these things? How is that going to impact the value of this particular property and the neighboring properties? Uh, the neighboring properties are probably frustrated because there's probably nothing happening in pest control with that house. So now the neighboring properties have to spend even more money to make sure that they don't go onto their property and, 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 and infiltrate their home. But the value of their home, I, I, I don't even think it's, it's worth 300,000. I'm going to tell you, like it's, it, 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 like from the pictures that I see these rats, they were eating through wire, they were eating through, uh, walls. They're like, they, like everything the, the house is basically ripped apart hmm. and, uh, like they literally like, I don't, I don't know. Somebody's got to go in there and just gut it or rebuild. I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's just worth just above land value. Like, I don't know the extent of it on the inside. Um, they did ask me what, uh, what I thought maybe the value of this property is. And I just, I just said, you know, like, I, I mean, it's just too bad that, uh, an accidental fire didn't happen to it, but it's too late now. The insurance companies know and everything. So mm-hmm. if they, anything like that happened, uh, they would not be insured. But these, I, I, and, the, and the reason I'm bringing this up is I wanted to check to see 
um, like to see if it ended up going power or sale or, cause I don't think these guys are living in there. Even if they are, I, I, I can't believe they would live yeah. in, a, in a, in a place like this with rats running around. They showed, they showed the, um, uh, the kid getting little bites while he was sleeping. Like, like, can you imagine Oof. you're sleeping in bed and you got rats climbing over your bed? Like, like the, uh, the trauma that kid will have yeah. for the rest of his life. Like you, you wouldn't even want to have your hand hanging over the edge of the bed. Cause you're thinking somebody's going to bite your fingers off. And uh, so, I mean, like it's, it's, it's pretty dramatic. Like I, I hope they're not living there. I don't, I don't know if they are. I wanted to see if, if maybe it did go back, back up for sale. Uh, but I think there's a litigation thing going on with this house. And um, I, I don't know what the, the results are going to be. But they'll probably get some money, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think there's. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get enough to even cover what they need to do, just mm-hmm. because of the fact they didn't. They didn't prevent prevent it early enough themselves, and uh, so they're gonna find that they're gonna be a little bit negligent in their way. The sellers will be negligent, not uh, disclosing it. So there's gonna be a. You know, it's it's hard what it's hard what the judge will say, but. Yeah. Um, but but if you definitely got any kind of rodents in your house, you better take care of it right away because they can invade your house and then you've got and then you're out of control. So in this particular case, if the homeowners, I mean, th- there's no way they're going to be able to sell this home, right, and and recoup some of the money that they've put into it already. So my guess is they, you know, the bank forecloses or they or they sell it to the bank. I'm not even sure that is an option. It, does this home ultimately get torn down? Is that the the, the next step. The, yeah, yeah. The bank will bank. Will, like if, if they stop paying their mortgage, which, uh, which is sad because, you know, these guys wanted to, you know, want to be homeowners. It's their first house. Yeah. Um, if they stop paying their mortgage, the banks will take over and, and then it's up to the banks. Uh, the bank is the one that's going to have to deal with it. And, um, it, uh, um, they'll, uh, look it up and take a look at it and they'll, they'll determine whether it is, uh, it should be torn down but they'll let the next uh, buyer do it, you know, so they'll sell it as a vacant uh, lot uh, saying, you know, tear down and build it, uh, build something new. I, I think it should be torn down. I don't, I don't, you know I mean? Like it, it like it, it's not something that I would want to renovate No, and knowing that you're going to sell it to somebody else and who knows what's behind some right. of the walls and stuff like that. I, I it, it should be torn down and rebuilt. And, uh, and if it, if that's the case, it, it could be worth as like, like 200,000, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's not in the greatest area of Hamilton. So house prices in those areas, you know, you have to be careful. Like there has to be, you know, room there to make it the value. You don't want to be, you don't want to be the most expensive house in this neighborhood with a brand new house. So you have to be careful with that. Well, here's another point to this too. And let's just say, let's just say somebody buys this house and they have the, uh, you know, the greatest intentions to renovate it. They're going to fix it all up. And they do a great job and it's, you know, they, it, it's a flipper, it's an investor. They want to, you know, put this back in the market from a disclosure standpoint, <laughs> like you have to say, you know, this house was infested with rats, right? Well, you, you have to say, yeah. And, and, and you should have pictures, everything that you've done, yeah. if you really want to sell this place and you should let the people know, listen, you need to get pest control here to, and, and put stuff all the way around the outside to make sure that they don't get into the house. Now, for these rats to get in, there must be there must be little ways through the uh, the foundation where mm-hmm. they're getting through yeah. or yeah. whatever. But but you definitely like I I I I think yeah you're right. If it's a teardown, you don't have to worry about it. But definitely, I would I would actually advise uh, the people that uh, you should make sure you get pest control. Uh, just like. 
preventative uh, thing so that they don't uh, get into the house. Talk to the neighbors. When you're buying a house, talk to the neighbors. Like, hey, do you see those little boxes around the house? Hey, then, you know, there's something going on with uh, with with uh, little rodents. And, you know, those boxes you see at restaurants, the the little black boxes yep, that, yep. Uh, you know, catch, catches the uh, rodents. If you see them in, in a residential area, um, you should uh, – definitely <laughs> take note ask more questions yeah. on that take note absolutely yeah. I, I had those in my garage i knew exactly what they were for <laughs> yeah yeah so let's uh let's switch gears and talk about um we know the rental market is extremely tight we know rental rates are through the roof because well we have a housing shortage we have a rental crisis um and it's tough to find a place to stay and so some individuals are getting, I guess, creative is the word to use for lack of a better term, but sometimes it borders on the bizarre. And here is an example of just that. This comes to us from Toronto, uh, where it is listed or, or marketed as a prestige accommodation. So you're thinking, well, this, this could be good. And you look at the price, $555 a month. It's in North York. And, you know, your first thought is, okay, this might be something that I can afford and it sounds like it's a good, you know, uh, part of town. But then you look further into the listing and it is $555 a month for a room with bunk beds. And not only bunk beds, but bunk beds and then another bed beside the bunk bed. So this is a room for rent with three places to sleep. So three potential tenants. Uh, prestige accommodation, I'm not so sure, Rob. Yeah, it's that's what it's come to. And, and they're probably renting these out for like eight, $900 a month. And, and you're sleeping in a room with strangers. So you don't really know who you're sleeping with. You don't know, you know, like you got to sleep with one eye open and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just depends you could on have the a, people. You could have an like, axe murderer in your room. Yeah. No, it can't, no kidding. Like, yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, I get people live like that, you know, they know their family, they know their friends and stuff like that. But, but these are, there's three strangers probably living together in, in the same room, three, and they got bunk beds plus another bed on the floor. Um, that's how bad it's gotten out there. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and, it, and it's, it's all over the place. Like, especially in the GTA, you're going to see this and, and there's a market for it. There's people looking like for a single guy. Um, he's probably just getting started out, doesn't really have maybe much help from his parents and he's just getting going on his own or whatever. And, uh, you know, he goes, he goes, I can, I can live in a, I, I, I just need a bed to lay in and, and, you know, and I got my clothes in a bag and stuff like that and probably has a, a, a job just making base, you know, minimal income. And for him, it's not a problem. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's not a big problem. It's like going to Europe and, and traveling and you're backpacking mm -hmm. and you're staying in hostels. Right. Yeah. But, um, but, but I mean, you can't do it with like a couple or, you know, with a family, like these are, these are individuals that need a place and, and, and they, there's no dependence, but, uh, but, and, and more and more of these are going to come up more and more of them are going to come up because they need them. The city needs these people to put these places up, even though the neighbors aren't going to be liking it too much. And, um, but that's, that's what we've come to in, in our country. We, we need, you know, we've got a shortage of homes. We're bringing immigration like crazy and they're not stopping the immigration. They're, they're, they're on track. Just keep bringing them in. Mm -hmm. And, and I know they're banging their heads against the, the wall, trying to figure out how we can get more housing starts. And the only way that's going to happen is with lower interest rates because people aren't going to make a commitment to buying a new home unless the interest rates are fairly, uh, fairly good. So, 
it's it's it, we're going to be in a situation like this, and and we're starting to be like I said, rich country, but third world uh, ways. That's it. It, the, the interesting wording of the listing too, you know, made me chuckle a little bit, even though it is, it is, you know, at the end of the day, a very sad story. It specifically calls for two or three team player students, young professionals, male or female, who can take advantage of a bundle discount for sharing the bunk bed. I mean, it's kind of absurd. And one person in this article is asking, you know, is this illegal? Are they b- breaking any bylaws here? Is there any, is there any law that you know of that limits the number of people to a room? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, they can do it. Uh, it could be like they're, they're, they're running like a rooming house in a way. I mean, yeah. that, that could be a little, a little bit of an issue. Um, but I mean, you know, like if you need a place to stay, you're just going to go along with what the owner of the house is. Yeah, no, I live here. I'm, re- I'm, I'm related to them. Uh, leave me alone. I don't want to be kicked out of here because I finally found a place to sleep. So, um, but yeah, like there's, we really don't know. Like we really don't know how bad it is out there for people that don't have a place to sleep at night. And there's probably people that you work with and have no clue. And they are looking every, every day when they finish work, mm-hmm. where am I going to sleep tonight? Yeah. They, they probably used up all their favors with their friends, uh, family and everything else. And, and a lot of these people are just living in their cars. And as the weather gets warmer, you're going to see more and more of them living in their cars in different parking lots and, and, and like that. But right now it's, it, it is a little, cool to to sleep in a in a parking lot with you know with uh with the, with the weather that we're getting the cold yeah. weather yeah there's there's been um quite public information from the city of hamilton uh, city of hamilton in terms of the number of people who are couch surfing and not just individuals like families who are you know spending the night here or there at friends acquaintances sometimes co-workers it's um yeah there, there's a big squeeze and that brings me to another story out of toronto too and this one was back in october so if you think the bunk beds story is bad this one is probably even worse because this listing and this is for a one-bedroom apartment quote unquote for $900 a month, which again, in Toronto, sounds like an absolute steal. But they're looking for an easygoing female to share the master bedroom and the one queen-size bed. So for $900 a month, you don't even get your own room. You're sleeping in the in the same bed as your roommate. Yeah, yeah. and it's not even a king-size bed. No, it's a queen-size yeah. bed. I know, I know. I mean, I'm sure half the guys are probably writing this as, I need a uh, yeah, roommate, exactly. must be female, to sleep in bed. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and you know what? There might be somebody. I mean, you, first you have to be a, a, a who knows what type of person you are to even put an ad like that. Yeah. And are you willing to let a stranger sleep in the same bed as exactly. you? That is another uh, another, another, but, but that's, that's where we've come to. We've come to, so I'm sure. And, and he's probably getting people calling and, or her or whatever, whoever put the ad in, mm-hmm. uh, saying, Hey, listen, I need a place and, uh, I'm willing to, you know, uh, sleep on one side of that bed. I'm, I'm easy going. I don't snore. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't do this <laughs> and, uh, I'm clean and, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing like, because as soon as you said snoring, I thought, okay, well there's half the population out. There you go. There you go. And, uh, and I, you know, like I, I, I shower every night and all that kind of stuff. Cause that, this brings bed bugs, right? Yeah. Like you, you're bringing a stranger into a house and, and, uh, yeah, like, I mean, and, and a lot of these people that are homeless, I think they, they, they qualify for some kind of assistance and I think $900 would cover it. Like, I think they get enough, but that's, but you have to have an address. So, and, um, uh, yeah, like it's, 
Like it, it, it just brings a, it brings a lot of problems when you start doing this, sharing the bed and sharing the room. You, you start, you start getting a lot of, a lot of issues, bugs, and you know all that kind of stuff that 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 causes problems for the rest of the house. Yeah, and we're, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we can laugh about it, but it is a very sad state of affairs because these things are actually happening, and there's individuals who are at the end of their rope. They're trying to make ends meet. They're looking at their job prospects. They don't have a place to stay. Maybe they've been renovicted or whatever the case is. And this is really their only option. I mean, the only other option is to, you know, go sleep in a tent in a park. And that is not a great option as, uh, either. But, you know, we're seeing a few hundred people in our community do that. And that that's not a good answer as well. Uh, let's switch gears as we go into our next segment. And we're going to talk about a couple of different things, including the number of real estate agents in in this province alone that has left the industry and there's a worry that many of those will either come back or many new ones will come back into the market. We'll tell you why. We're also going to get into a really interesting story out of Quebec and it has to do with lease transfers. Don't forget, if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com and start packing. The Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, Rob Golfie over there. Rob is a sales rep, rep, sales representative, that is, with Remax's Skirtman Realty, the Golfie team. I've said it enough, you'd think I could say it for the 9,000th time. Follow the Golfie <laughs> team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and X. And get on your phone right now and plunk in either the phone number, 905-575-7700, or online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G. G-O-L-F-I.com, and you will have the Golfie team and their massive marketing system behind you to get your home sold for top dollar. Let's go to Quebec. We really actually talk about Quebec real estate stuff, but this one I, I found really interesting. It has to do with lease transfers, and the province's housing minister says this is a way to reestablish balance between renters and landlords and increase housing supply. So Long story short, lease transfers give the tenant the opportunity to, if they're leaving a rental space, they're able to transfer their lease to another individual, which keeps rental rates down. Now, from a landlord perspective, um, you know, they're they're kind of hogtied in terms of raising rents. But now the province is saying, you know what, we're going to do away with this. Is this a good idea? And, and does Ontario have uh, any similar system in place? Uh, I don't know about Ontario, but I, I get what uh, they're saying about um, the, uh, the, you know, the ten, tenants are given their lease to somebody else. And it usually happens to be their friends or their family yeah. because they're paying, they're paying a low rent and they're saying, Hey, listen, I'm moving out. I am moving out of the city or I'm doing, you know, their life has changed and they're, and they need to move out. So their friends or family or whoever they know, or, you know, a friend of a friend, they say, Hey, listen, I want that place. So they'll try to transfer that lease. And now most people probably be on a month to month lease, but they still somehow are able to take over and move in. And the landlord's like, Hey, wait a minute. Like, uh, 
like you can't do this and and it's been frustrating for landlords in uh in quebec and uh so obviously the uh the government's changing that that policy say hey no you can't switch it over the landlord has the right to re-rent that out at market rent to somebody else instead of you know um, uh, somebody passing the lease on to somebody they know, and it just keeps the, the, the rent, the rent roll down. And, and, and I get it. Like, you know, there, there's two sides to this. You've got the tenant that, um, but the tenant that's leaving, he shouldn't have to worry about it. He's leaving, but, mm-hmm. but it's the tenant that's, that that's moving in, that's taking advantage of the system. So, um, obviously, uh, it, it, it must be pretty bad in, uh, my, uh, in Quebec. And they said, Hey, no, you can't do that anymore. You're, you know, if you want, you can apply, apply for that apartment after these people leave. And, uh, and then we can see if you're, uh, if you, if you qualify to move in mm-hmm. and, and what's happening is a lot of people are moving in and it happens here in Ontario and without even the landlord knowing he's knocking on the door, looking for rent. And all of a sudden he's got somebody else answering the door. <laughs> and then he's like, well, well, what's this about? And, and really he can't do nothing about it. So th- this will probably um, they'll probably do this in Ontario too, possibly. It's hard, it's hard to tell. Um, there's a lot of things going on with, uh, the landlord tenant, uh, issues that are going on and, uh, it's just getting tougher and tougher out there. And, uh, they gotta, they gotta fix some things up about it. There's, there's so many, uh, uh, cracks in the system that it just, and, and they all know it, but they just, are taking their time trying to fix it. Yeah. Uh, in Montreal, the average one bedroom apartment is going for an average of just, just under $1,800 a month, which is quite comparable to what's happening here in Hamilton. But from, um, from a new kind of, I guess, bylaw perspective, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this. The suggestion is that landlords, if, if the tenant moves out and they're unable to now transfer their lease, landlords will have to compensate tenants when evicting them for those rent evictions, paying their moving expenses. But even if the tenant has lived there for less than three years, the landlord must pay them a minimum of three months rent when evicting them. And the compensation amount is capped at 24 months rent, even if the tenant has lived there longer than 24 years. So even even though the the uh, tenants are moving out, at least they're getting some sort of compensation, if you will, for, yeah. not, for not being able to transfer that lease. Exactly. And you know what? If, if a tenant's moving out and on their own accord, there there is no compensation. And, you know, like let's say they're it's a job transfer uh, to another city or whatever. Yeah. But but if they're evicting them, yeah, they have to pay them uh, uh, something. And and it's getting tougher and tougher now. Like like these people that bought buildings, uh, like apartment buildings, you know, pro, uh, prior to COVID. Um, they buy it, they're evicting the tenants with no, like no compensation whatsoever. Um, and they had to find someplace else, uh, to live. But now because of what's going on out there, um, it's not that easy to buy an apartment building and send, uh, take everybody out. So now when somebody's buying a building, let's say it's a, like a 20 unit, 20 unit building, and it may cost 10 to $20,000 to get rid of each tenant in there to, to, to renovate it and get it to the, uh, left, like today's standard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that might be even tough. So now uh, it, it, a, a, a buyer may have to put an additional $200,000 in the building, maybe 300,000 just to, to get rid of the tenants and then start renovating. So, so there's all those aspects that you have to look at now when you're buying any kind of apartment building. 
When we come back, a lot of real estate agents in this province left the industry as the sector began to slow down. And now there's a fear that too many of them will be coming back. We'll tell you why that's a bad thing when we come back here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. If you have a question for the Golfy team or a topic idea for a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. While you're on your tablet or smartphone or desktop computer, head over to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com and see the hottest listings in town. And if you want to sell your house or in the market to buy a home call the number one remax team in canada the golfy team 905-575-7700 so at the height of the housing uh, extravaganza if you will during the pandemic because it started out slow in 2020 and then it just went gangbusters there was a lot of well let's call them part-time employees looking to cash in and they did in spades by joining the real estate world but Since things have slowed down, a lot of those people, in fact, 45,000 of them here in Ontario alone said, you know what, I'm done with real estate. It's just the slowdown is affecting my bottom line. I can't do this anymore. But now that the market is starting to heat up again, Rob, there is a fear, and this fear is uh, widely held, and I'm sure you're you're kind of cringing as well, that a lot of these part-time gig realtors are going to be back into the market trying to capitalize on a hot industry your thoughts on the good bad and the ugly of this they just yeah they couldn't handle the tough times and uh they're coming back and uh you know they're just trying to i don't know it's like when we look at the uh the amount of realtors in ontario there's about a hundred thousand registered realtors in ontario now every month there's probably ten thousand that leave the industry and 10,000 that come into the industry. So the numbers always have been the same. Like they, you know what I mean? Like it's just been the same. And uh, like when you look at the board, like the Toronto Real Estate Board, the Hamilton, Kitchener, Waterloo, and Barry, and all the, you put all the boards together, the, the numbers are, stay close to the same. When, when we were looking at this headline news uh, that came out with 45,000 Ontario real estate workers that hit the industry, uh, they left. They, it, you don't see it because as ones are leaving, other ones are coming. Hmm. And, and about 40% of them, actually it might be even higher, don't even sell a house. Uh-huh. So those people that, now, but, it, but it's becoming more and more expensive to be a realtor in Ontario. So if you're going to be a realtor, just, just to hold your license, it's going to cost you money. So you have to be very careful, right. but, but it, it is going to be a problem because there's a lot of inexperienced agents out there that are going to come back and they're going to put deals together and they're going to cause problems for their buyers or even their sellers of not knowing what to do or how to negotiate against a, a, a veteran agent uh, or uh, deal with anything. I mean, I've had realtors that didn't even know how to do the paperwork uh, that we had to deal with. And we had to, uh, you know, tell the agent, this is where you need to sign this. Is, you know what I mean? Like wow. it, it, it's frustrating. I, and I, I just had a realtor the other day, I sent him paperwork and his clients were supposed to initial and sign it. And, uh, and I, I call up, I say, Hey, uh, how come you didn't sign the paperwork? It goes, Oh, Oh, okay. Sorry. 
I go, and I basically, I, I said, listen, I need two initials, a signature, <laughs> uh, two, two signatures of each. Like just to make sure, he, you know what I mean? Like he knew what he was doing. Wow. And, and, and I'll tell you, yeah, like it's, it is frustrating. I know when realtors, um, when they go on a team, if, they, if, if they're smart and uh, they'll do well, they get great training when they go on a team. Now, if they go on their own with a brokerage, not all brokerages are very good at, at training their, their agents. And they're kind of they're left on their own. So, I mean, it, it, it gets tough. And then you're dealing with these agents. And thank God, you know, if they're doing a deal with an agent that, that knows what he's doing, that's, that's easy because the agent will help him out. Now, if there's two agents that don't know what they're doing, oh, God bless. I, who knows what's going to happen <laughs> oh, to that deal? You, you, you just don't know. But, uh, but uh, out in Vancouver, um, in British Columbia, I think you have to be a full-time agent. You can't be part-time. And they should implement that here in Ontario. Yeah. And it'll eliminate ha- half the realtors uh, that we have in Ontario. You, you want somebody that's professional, somebody that knows what they're doing, and somebody knows that knows you know, everything about the, the real estate industry. You don't want to get an amateur and not not saying it, uh, an amateur, but but that amateur should have uh, a a person that uh, that they can look up to. That if they need help, they can deal with it and and make sure there's no mistakes made. So, well, here's a couple of stats for you. Toronto has the highest number of realtors per capita in the world, and the average number of deals per realtor in Toronto is now less than one point five, which is incredible. And here's another stat. And this one comes from Remax Canada president, Christopher Alexander. He says, quote, uh, 90% of realtors give up within five years. Generally speaking, at most real estate boards, just 15 to 20% of agents do 80 to 85% of the deals. So it's the best ones that do the best work. And it's those ones that don't know what they're doing that can really impact and, and upset the apple cart from a buyer and a seller perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually that number I think is 95.5. I think 5% of the agents do 95% of the business out there now. It's that those numbers actually shrunk down even more. Sounds about right. And it also sounds like if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team. They're doing it right. 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. Don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.